0: Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor-Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. I'm the pastor here. We're so glad that you're with us today, wherever you're watching. Welcome. Um, We're in the middle of a series called prayer. Um, We're just taking a look at what it means to pray uh, and the importance of it. Jesus spoke about prayer and we saw that he patterned and and he would go off to places to pray and to spend time with God. And so we know that it's important. Um, And so we want to pray first. We want to be people, a church who prays consistently. Again, I know um, sometimes we walk into prayer with maybe past hurts and disappointments and frustrations or just unsure of how to pray. And again, like we said last week, and I just want to continue to encourage you with this, is that prayer is often uh, just as much or maybe more about who we get to be with than the results of prayer. Prayer is where we get to be with God and, 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 to, and to wrestle with him and to bring our needs to him, but also to hear from him and, and to learn who he is and his character. And, and our heart begins to align with his. The, the greatest thing of prayer is that we get to be with God. I don't know about you. There have been times in my life where I just had no idea. Where to start when it came to praying? Um, I just sat there and I rambled for a little bit. Even worse, maybe sometimes my youth group would like stand in a circle and we'd have to pray, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I would just kind of like copy um, a little bit of each person who went before me so that no one knew I was copying them, but because I didn't exactly know where to start. But having a plan. And realizing that in Scripture there are different prayers that people have prayed and we can pattern and we can model our lives and our prayers after them uh, has been helpful. And so today, maybe that's you, maybe you don't know where to start, you want to pray, but you're not sure where or how. Um, Here are just a few plans that we see through Scripture. Now, before we start, I want to say... A lot of this comes from an incredible resource from Church of the Highlands um, who is passionate about prayer. And so just a couple ways that you can access this. One, they have an app called Pray First. Um, Their goal is that it would be the the way you version is the Bible. Pray First would be for prayer. So you can download that now in the app store. It's available. Again, Pray First. uh, And you can follow along in there. Also in our weekly emails, we've sent this out as we head into our season of Lent where we're praying and fasting together as a church. This is in there as well. There's also a kid version so if you get those you can open it and look at it now if not again head back to the connect card the link is still there you can get on our weekly emails and we would love to send this your way but here is or here are some of the plans um, and ways that we see prayer throughout scripture the first one is the tabernacle prayer um, and now right now you're going to see a picture of the tabernacle um, and this is where in the old testament uh, they w- this is where god would meet his people Uh, And the priests would go there and they would go to meet God. And so as they entered, they would pass through seven stations. Again, you see them right now. Um, And as you did, you would experience more of God's presence. Now today, even though we no longer need the tabernacle to meet with God again, we know when Jesus' death happened that the curtain uh, in the Holy of Holies ripped. And it symbolized the presence of God being released throughout all the world. These same steps can still be used to connect with God. Now, the first one is the outer court. This is where they would give thanksgiving and praise. So today we can start off when we pray this way by giving praise to God. The Israelites again entered the tabernacle with thanksgiving and praise. They spent some time thinking about all of the things that God had done in their lives and they thanked him for it. And so today, as you begin with this, maybe write down a list. Keep a list of things that you're grateful for. Maybe sing some praise. Maybe you have a favorite worship song. Begin your prayer time singing it and just reminding yourself of who God is. Worship is often a prayer that just reminds us of who God is and puts him back as most important in our lives. Or just spend time being quiet. In gratitude. And maybe sometimes we even enter into prayer and life has been really painful and hard. And so we're looking around. Uh, we can still maybe find something to be thankful for. But even if that's a struggle, would we just be thankful for God? For the fact that we can know him and have relationship with him and we can come before him in prayer. Why? Because he sent his son Jesus to die for us. The second part of the temple was this, it was called the brazen altar, uh, and this would also symbolize the cross of Jesus. In the Old Testament, everyone had to regularly bring animal sacrifices as payment for their sins. Um, and again, we can read all about this law throughout the Old Testament, um, but today we don't have to do that because Jesus' death covered sin once and for all. Again, we thank God for the gift of Jesus. Um, <clears throat> And so again, this should be a moment where we are grateful. We thank him for what he has done for us, that we don't have to go through all these rituals and laws and steps to access him, but we can access him everywhere that we go. In any moment of any day, we can say, hey, God, I need you today. We can thank Jesus for his sacrifice and his love. And maybe just reflect on the power of the cross and the step. And what it means for your life. Maybe here you would just pause and look back. And, and, and I think of here of your testimony. The story of what God has done in your life and reflect back. I was here. But because of Jesus, I am here. And today, Jesus, I thank you for that. The next step was the laver. This is where cleansing and preparing would take place. Here, they would ta- there would be a bowl of water, uh, and it reminded them of their sinfulness and their need to be cleansed and forgiven by God. This is where we check our heart and our motives, and we surrender our lives to God. We often hear talk about the motive or the heart behind what we do, because sometimes we can even do the right things with the wrong motive. I can serve a church and not do it because I love Jesus, but do it because I want people to think I'm awesome and I'm great. This is where we check our heart. We check our motives. Am I doing this for the right reason? Am I doing this surrendered to God to glorify Him? Or am I doing it so that I get attention and I get praise? This is also where we can confess our sin Jesus, I've fallen short here. As I check my heart, I realize that today I fell short. I need you. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. And there we receive complete forgiveness and a fresh start. Then there was the candlestick. The candlestick represents the Holy Spirit. Um, this next piece, where there would be a seven-branched golden candlestick, and the fire represented the power of the Holy Spirit. And here it was where we were called to be light in darkness. Again, as they would light the candle, uh, it would take over the darkness. Light always wins in darkness. And when Jesus leaves earth, he says that he would leave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We can't do what God has called us to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this is where we begin to ask the Spirit to lead and guide us. Now in two weeks, we're gonna talk about this in our prayer series of what it looks like to be led by the Holy Spirit and to begin to pray that in our lives. Uh, So if you're curious in this part, come back. We're gonna talk about it. Then there was a table of shrewbread. This was the word of God. This is where it reminded them of the importance of knowing the word of God, of letting it lead you and guide you and direct your life. Of when I encounter the word of God, I know that God is speaking and revealing himself to me. God's word is an incredible gift and a powerful tool. It has great relevance and importance in our lives today. One quick thing, though, there's a difference is when they went to the word of God, they expected God to reveal himself to them. I think sometimes nowadays, at least how I grew up in church, we don't go to the word of God uh, to see how he would reveal himself to us. I go to it to like learn the life application for the day. Okay, I learned this. I apply this. And now I do this. Um, Look for God to reveal himself. And I'm not saying it's not applicable. It definitely is. There are moments where we see areas of our lives and we know that we need to change and maybe move towards a certain, certain pattern. But that's not all there is. From there, they went to the altar of incense. This was worship. Again, a small burning of incense stood at the entrance of the Holy of Holies. And this is where God's presence dwelled. And this altar represents worship. As I enter into his presence again, I am grateful. I worship you. I thank you for making your presence available to me. I praise your name. Now here, we can see why worship, as they got to actually encounter God, was such a big deal. They had to walk through all these other steps first. Today, I think we take it for granted sometimes. And we, we don't understand how incredible and awesome it is that we can worship God freely. We can be with Him freely. We can pray consistently and constantly wherever we are because of Jesus. And then... In the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, this was intercession. This is where prayer took place. This was the final place in the Holy of Holies. There the priest prayed on behalf of the people. He brought the needs of the people before God. The same way in our prayer, we can pray for others. We worship, we thank Him, we, we search our hearts, uh, we, we f- submit Uh, And we commit our sins to God for forgiveness. We let his word lead us and guide us. We have the Holy Spirit lead us and search our hearts. And and then we worship and we pray and we intercede for those around us. That's the tabernacle prayer. And so today, maybe you're looking for a new way or a fresh way to pray. That's how they did it uh, in the tabernacle. The second way we're going to talk about today is praying scripture. Um, the word of God, again, is one of the most valuable tools that we have to look at. Why? Because God reveals himself to us through it. Um, so for example, today we're going to read Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, and then we're going to pray through it. So here we go. This is what it says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when we pray through scripture, often we want to look for the things about God that we can thank him for. So in this passage, we would say, God, thank you that you are humble and gentle. Thank you that you help me find rest. Thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And once we begin thanking him, then we begin to transition. Jesus, I'm tired and I'm worn out. I feel exhausted mentally, physically. Life feels hard. I feel like I can't keep up with my current pace. But you invite me to come to you when I am weary. And today I fall at your feet. I say I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I need rest, peace, perspective. Show me where I'm trying to do things on my own Show me where I need to rest instead of shri- strive. Teach me your ways. Show me how to walk in your gentleness and humility and rest. I know your ways are higher than mine. And I pray that you will transform my heart and mind to be more like you. That's praying through scripture. We, we find the things that are true about God. And then we begin to pray that he would do that in our heart. I picked that one because I know a theme uh, is a lot of us are tired and weary right now. I know even just as our staff, um, this time of year, you're beginning to just kind of build and build and build. And then also you add in the stress of all the things going on around us war in Ukraine. Um, COVID's still kind of weird and people are unsure. Maybe some are still really nervous and fearful, but some are so like, let's get over this. And so there's this weird in between again. There's a lot going on but we can come before God, why? He's gentle and he brings rest. All right, next, we read the prayer of Jabez in First Chronicles and it says this, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain and God granted him his request. Some of the things about the prayer of Jabez, first was he asked for blessing. And I just want to pause here and say this. I think sometimes, again, when it comes to prayer, we view it more as a way to get from God. um, Where I just say back to like Aladdin. um, And so, Jeannie, you know, you rub the lamp, you have three wishes. And sometimes we view prayer that way, that this is where I come. And I just begin to put my wishes before God. And even as we read a prayer like Jabez is here. And it starts with asking for blessing. And we think, here we go, sweet, I ask God and I get. But I want to pause and say that if you look at the story behind this, the motivation behind this was that God would bless him so that he could help restore God's kingdom. Oh, that you would work through me so that then I could bring your kingdom to others. And this, again, is where heart motivation matters. Am I asking God selfishly? Or am I, again, being kingdom hearted and helping to bring his kingdom here to earth? And so again, Jabez begins asking God for his blessing. He realized he needs his provision. He needs his wisdom. He needs a greater understanding of who God is so that he could be used for the kingdom of God. And even here, we see that Jabez isn't just asking for physical blessing, but he is also asking for wisdom greater understanding that he knows God, that he would live more for him. Again, God sees our heart and we get his attention when we ask uh, for him to reveal himself to us so that we can help bring heaven to earth around us. Next, Jabez asks for influence. God, as you begin to to bless me with knowledge of you and understanding and, and ways to be generous, God, would you open the doors for me to make a difference? I want to walk through the doors that you open. And so here, pray for influence, God. Again, influence. What is we leadership and influence are often used interchangeably. It's the ability to show people around us what we think, what we believe. So ask God for the boldness to take the steps that he lays out for you, that you would be an influence presence. Now, Jabez begins to realize that if the first two happen, that if God doesn't go with him, that it doesn't mean anything. That if God's presence isn't with him as he begins to step out and and to, to live a life of influence, it doesn't matter. Through, again, the power of the Holy Spirit and God in our lives, we can do more than we ever ask. But the reality is we often try and do it on our own. We don't look to God, but in humility, would we acknowledge our need for God's presence? And would we depend on him and ask for more of him in our life? The last part of this was protection. Jabez asked the Lord to protect him. And if we are influencing the world, we realize we need protection. That, That the enemy is going to try to stop us. And so God will protect us and lead us as we influence and make a difference. That's the prayer of Jabez. Then we pray for those who need God. God desires that everyone would know him. And so maybe today watching you have people in your family or friends that you care about who don't know him. So we ask the father to draw them to Jesus. Before we do anything, do we pray? And do we ask God that he would draw them to himself? It's not something we make happen on our own efforts. And I think sometimes as followers of Jesus, we're guilty of this. If I just do enough, if I love them enough, if I say, no, God, draw them to you. I need to act, and and at some point, I need to put into action and use words and love people well. But first, God, would you draw them to you? And then pray that they would have a relationship with God. God didn't come to build an organization. He didn't come that people would come to know him and, like, we can plug them in the right spot in our church and make, no, God came so that they would have relationship with him. God, would you reveal yourself to them? Praying for people to have a personal encounter with the living God makes a big difference. Why? Because when we see God, we find Him. And then would we pray that other believers would come across their path? Would God send other people to influence them, not just me? We still look for opportunities and we pray for them that God would give us opportunities to share who he is. But, God, would you send other people away? Statistics show that at this point in time, it takes about 20 people to share their faith with someone before they decide to follow Jesus. So when we pray for other people, you might be the only person right now sharing. But as God sends others, that it just helps make God more alive to them the last prayer that we're going to focus on today is the Lord's prayer. Again, the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? And so Jesus says this, um, and Jesus is just giving us an outline to pray. He didn't mean, um, that we recite this prayer sadly at like funerals and weddings, maybe more happily there, but, um, it's, this isn't just something that we're meant to recite. Um, it was actually an outline. And so today we're just going to take a look at what that outline is. In Matthew six, we read Jesus say this, he says, pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but to rescue us from the evil one. First step, connect with God relationally. Our Father in heaven. God isn't interested in us practicing religion. He desires relationship with us. God has adopted us as his children. When he sent Jesus on the cross, it made a way that we could be adopted into the family of God. And so we start by praying and taking time to acknowledge him as our father. There's relationship. God wants relationship with us. And that's the heart of prayer again, that we connect our heart to his The second step, we worship his name. Hallowed be your name. God loves when we worship him and we worship him for who he is. You'll notice this as a theme throughout a few of these prayers today, that there is space to worship. Again, why? Worship reminds us of who God is. And so here is a list of some of the names of why we worship God. God is righteousness. He makes us clean. He lets us stand before God. As holy and righteous, God is healer. He heals our disease. God is shepherd. He speaks to us and leads us and guides us today. Are you unsure of where to go in life? God is shepherd. We worship him for that. God is peace. He is peace in every storm. God is provider. He supplies all of our needs. And there are many more throughout scripture that we read, but these are just some of why we worship God. We pray his agenda first. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Part of being a child of God means that we care about and we love others the way that he loves us. We make the kingdom of God a primary concern. And his priorities include wisdom and guidance for those in authority, caring for the poor and the marginalized, unity and love, justice, accomplishing his purpose in our lives. And as we just prayed a couple prayers ago, that people who don't know him would come to know him. We seek the kingdom of God. We depend on him for everything. This is where we ask for our daily needs. He wants us to come to him him with our problems and our needs and our desires. This is where we trust in him to provide. We ask God for what we need today. We bring our needs again to him and we trust him. However, the outcome comes, and, and this is often the most complicated part of prayer, right? Where we begin to ask for things and sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't, but we trust that God is faithful. And he is who he says he is. He's the person that we worshiped a few steps above. Then we need to forgive and be forgiven. God has offered us complete forgiveness. And this is where we ask God to check our heart and our life and to show us areas where we may need to ask for forgiveness. But then we also need to turn our hearts and examine where have people maybe hurt us that we need to forgive to. The key to forgiveness, honestly, is keeping our heart healthy. If you're holding on to grudges against other people, your heart is not healthy and it makes it really hard for God to work. If we're angry and bitter, it's one of the hardest ways for God to be glorified and to work through our lives. How do I know that? That's my story. I was angry, I was bitter, and it made it really hard for me to see God and where he was leading me and guiding me. Then we engage in spiritual warfare. Do not lead us into temptation, deliver us from the evil one. Spiritual warfare is sometimes difficult to understand, and I don't think we really like to talk about it very much within the church, Um, but we also, as real as God is, we have an enemy who's trying to to steal, to kill and destroy us. As, as much as God wants us to live in freedom and righteousness, the enemy wants us to live in sin and bondage. But as we pray, we take our stand against him. And we fight from a place of victory because Jesus has already won. We don't need to fear. There is power in praying God's word. Jesus, when he was confronted by the enemy and and told lies, he confronted it with truth and the word of God. This is where knowing it's important. But we also pray, help me recognize maybe some of the lies that I bought into about myself. Maybe I don't see myself the way that God sees me. Uh, Maybe I'm beginning to to buy into some of the lies about the way I view and think about other people. And so God, help me take them captive and help me to make my thoughts be obedient to you. Then the last is we express faith in God's ability. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We end our prayer claiming his authority and power. Why it focuses our mind on the hope of who he is and what he can do. Yours is the kingdom. All authority belongs to you. Yours is the power. almightiness flows from you. And yours is the glory. Your victory will be complete. That's how we pray the Lord's Prayer. And there's so much more meaning to it than just kind of reciting it blandly and sadly sometimes. And so today as we close, I know this message was a little different. It was more teaching than preaching. Um, but, But the heart of it is this. God wants to know you. And maybe today watching, you've you've gone back and forth with how you view church and how you view God. God is a personal God. He wants a relationship with you. And how do I know that? We read in the beginning of Genesis that, that the relationship between man and God was fractured. And a, and a good part of the Bible, the Old Testament, was us living in that fractured environment. But then Jesus came to redeem all of the world, including us as mankind. And because of that, we can then come to know him. And so today, maybe you're exhausted. You're worn out from just trying to do this on your own to earn and to strive. Jesus comes so that you can know God freely. You can be forgiven. You can have wholeness. You can have a relationship with Him. And today if you make that decision, we just want to encourage you, click the link, let us know. We would love to help you understand more of what Uh, following Jesus means. And for those of us who do follow Jesus today, do you have a plan when it comes to praying? If so, keep on it, keep going. It's worth it, it makes a difference. If not, maybe check out one of the ones that we did today, maybe even now, pause the video and just try one, give it a chance. Again, download the Pray First app. The link is in our email. So if you're not on the email, subscribe. We would love to send it to you and get you the resources you need. Check out the prayer guides. There's even more uh, plans of prayer in there. Um, I cut down and just picked some of my favorites because I didn't want to be on here for like seven hours, and then you guys got sad and didn't watch anymore. Um, but have a plan. We don't go through life with the things that are important to us without a plan. Today, make a plan. If knowing Jesus, if following him is important, create a plan and different ways where you can pray and, you, and, and just bear your soul and your heart to him. To know him. To, to understand his heart and his love for you today. Let's close in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for who you are today. And Jesus, just as a church, as we wrestle with prayer, and God, we make it a priority, I just pray that you would reveal yourself to us. Speak to us, lead us, guide us. God, would we just know you more through this time being with you? Would you just reveal your heart to us? In your name I pray, amen. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.